You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Bissard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for coming to the show. This is Angela Setters-Bissard, your host for today. And I'm excited to share my information and wealth of knowledge with you. So listen up. Today, we're going to be talking about debt and your FICO score. I get calls every single day from clients saying, I don't understand what's happening with my FICO score, Angela. My FICO score is 650. I have perfect credit, yet my FICO score sucks. So before I get any further, quick tip, it's really important to understand that what I'm saying here is that clients are calling me and saying, hey, my credit is good, but my credit score is not good. So it's really important to recognize that, yes, you have good credit, meaning that you've made your payments on time, you don't have any collections, you don't have any negative credit history, and that's one side of the credit system and your FICO score. But the other side that the banks and the financial institutions are looking at is how you utilize your credit, how long you've had credit, do you pay interest? So that's that whole debt-to-credit ratio and how you use credit. So in other words, if you've had a credit card for 10 years, yet you only use it every once in a while, your utilization rate on that particular credit card is not going to be great. So what I tell customers to do is use every credit card that you have at least one time a year, and that's going to push your utilization factor always up and keep your FICO score in a great place. So again, friends, that quick tip is, is that your credit history is not only looking at your good credit history and that you've been a good boy and girl and you have paid all of your debts and you've paid them on time, but it's also looking at how you use credit, how often you use credit, how much money you use, the interest that you pay. Do you open and close credit cards all of the time? Do you have too many credit cards, et cetera? Well, friends, I have some really important information for you today so that you understand, first of all, the first thing that I tell everyone is that your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. And as a part of that, it's really important to know all the facets of credit. So I'm glad that you're coming to the show to learn more information, and I hope you take this and put it into practice. So again, today we're talking about debt and how that affects the FICO score. So the first thing that you have to understand is that there's two different types of debt that show up on your credit history. You have revolving credit debt and installment credit debt. The differences are very simple. Revolving credit debt is your credit cards. They have a revolving status. You use them, you pay them down or pay them off, They're constantly revolving. So they could have an ending date if you end them or your credit card ends them. But revolving credit is one of the most important factors of your FICO score. And friends, it's one of the biggest things that can either build your FICO score or in this particular case that we're talking about, tear it down a little bit. We'll get back to that. The second thing that we were talking about, which is another piece of credit, is installment debt or installment credit. That would be your mortgages or your car. And the reason it's called installment is very simple. It's an installment contract. 
So when I go and I go to buy a car, and let's say the car is $22,000, I'm going to set up an agreement with the bank where I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for so many months or so many years, and then it terms or it ends, okay? That is an installment contract. That is installment debt. Unfortunately, the way that the FICO score works is it doesn't have an emphasis on your installment debt. Why is that? Because, you know, most of the time people are going to pay their car payment because they've got to get to work, right? And they're going to pay their home loan because they have to have a roof over their head. What's the one thing that happens when someone gets into financial trouble is they stop paying their credit cards. So all of the banks and the financial institutions got together and said, okay, how can we make an emphasis on the way that consumers use their cash flow when it comes to credit cards? And that's where the revolving credit card system came into play with FICO and why if you have a high credit to debt ratio on your credit history, it can bring your FICO score down. Now, friends, it's really important to understand the difference between credit to debt ratio and debt to income ratio. So credit to debt ratio is really just something that is on your credit history, okay? This is an algorithm that is used. It's a mathematical algorithm that is used by FICO to understand how you're leveraged from your debt position. Now, debt to income ratio is something that a bank or a financial institution would use when they're trying to find out what your current total monthly expenditures are. So when you're going to get a loan with a bank, they're going to be looking at your overall debt to income ratio. They're going to take how much income you have on a monthly basis and look at all of your reoccurring expenditures and your debt that you have and calculate what that looks like. From a credit standpoint of view and looking at your credit report, your credit to debt ratio has a huge emphasis on your revolving credit history. So if you have three credit cards and you're close to the max, let's say that you're 90% utilization, which means that you have used 90% of the credit line and there's only a 10% utilization balance, this means that you're over leveraged. And it's a red flag for any lender out there. So naturally, what happens with the FICO score is that it sends out a red alert that you are over your capacity. And so it brings down your FICO score. So the one thing, friends, that you want to do is specifically any of these clients out there that have a compelling event coming up. You want to go buy a car. You want to buy a house. You want to refinance your house. You have a business and you haven't built your business credit yet, which we're going to get into a show about that at another time. So keep listening in. But these are the things that we need to have under control before we go and get that home or before we go and get that loan. We have to constantly monitor and check our credit. I hear a lot of people say to me, oh, you know what? I only check my credit when it's time. Well, I couldn't tell you that that is really, really a bad philosophy any more than having insurance on your home or having insurance on your health. Our credit is the one thing that can make or break us in the time that we need it the most. 
And I can tell you, friends, that identity theft is the number one crime in America right now. Right now, with the internet boom and being able to maintain or get any information from the internet, or even, let's say you walk into your doctor's office. I mean, what's the first thing you do when you sit down and you fill out an application? You give them your life story and information. They ask you for your firstborn child. (laughs) So you're giving them your social security number, your date of birth, and the list goes on. So our information is everywhere out there. And so it's very important that we monitor our credit, not only for the things that I'm talking about with respect to maintaining a really good debt to credit ratio, but also making sure that there's no funny business going on with your credit. You want to make sure that there's no inquiries that you don't recognize, and we'll get into a show about inquiries, so make sure you keep coming back to our show. But you want to make sure that you're looking at the inquiries. You want to look at the balances on your credit cards. You want to uh, look at any new accounts that may be popping up, any accounts that may have closed. It's really important. There are so many different systems out there that you can utilize for free, or you can opt to pay a service where you monitor your credit. Again, I can't emphasize how important that is. But going back to our topic about debt to credit ratio and how it affects your FICO score is we're going back to that where you have 90% of your credit limit that's been utilized. And that causes a downturn in your FICO score big time. So it can bring your FICO score down 100 points. I've even seen it bring down a FICO score 130 points. But the good news is, is that you can turn that around very, very quickly by having the means to pay down those credit lines and get your FICO score back into a positive position. Now, it's not instantaneous. So a lot of people think that, oh, well, that's easy. I'm just going to go online, go to my credit card company, and I'm going to pay it off. Well, the first thing I would say is don't pay it off because the 80-20 rule is a very sensitive and great rule to the FICO score, specifically with we're talking about all of our friends that have compelling events out there that are going to buy a home or get a credit line. You want to make sure that you have the highest yield on your FICO score. And utilization patterns are extremely important to the mathematics or the analytics of FICO. And what that means is, is that you want to be using a rule that helps to push your FICO score. And that rule is what I call the 80-20 rule. So what I tell a lot of my customers is specifically when you've had credit for a really long time, and let's say you've had these three credit cards that we're alluding to, what you want to do is once or twice a year, use this 80-20 rule. When the bill comes in, no matter how much you've spent of the credit card, you want to pay 80% of the bill, leave 20% to revolve and pay interest the following month. This is called the rule of credit. So listen, don't shoot the messenger because a lot of people say, well, I don't want to pay interest. You got to think about it this way. The reality aspect of this is you are borrowing someone else's money. And what do they want in return? Interest. So when you sign a contract with a credit card company or any bank or financial institution, you will see that their main point is that they want to collect interest. I mean, I don't know about you, friends, but whenever I look at my mortgage statement and I see the amount of money that I am paying in interest to the mortgage company, it makes me want to shoot myself. I won't do that, but it does make me want to do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyways, so interest is a very important tool to use when you want to increase your FICO score. So going back to that 80-20 rule, you want to pay 80% of the bill, leave 20% to revolve, and pay interest the following month. Now, you only have to do this once or twice a year if you have been an avid credit user, meaning that you've had credit for more than two years and you use your credit cards at least, let's say, three or four times a year. Now, let's take another type of individual. Let's say that either A, you're young and you don't have any credit and your parents never taught you about credit and now you have graduated college and you need to get an apartment or you need to get a car, you need to kind of do things on your own. Well, it's really important that you have at least two credit cards and you use that 80-20 rule for the first six months of those cards because it's going to accelerate your FICO score being in a really good position. So that's for new credit users. That could also be for someone that's had an unfortunate event and they had to file bankruptcy and they're reestablishing themselves. Anytime you're reestablishing or establishing a new line of credit, you want to really use it well. And in the first six months of that credit card, you want to use that 80-20 rule. All right. So that is my show for today. I hope that you learned a lot. Listen, if you have questions, you can go onto our website. We have a submission form. It's conquercredit.com. You can submit your question to me. I'd be happy to bring it on to the next show and or we can give you a call. If you have any questions, um, you can call us at 818-530-0200. And thank you for listening in.